Hello, hello, and welcome back to Dank Ferrick, a Star Wars podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, along with my co-host, Carlos. And today, we are going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 7, in the name of honor. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did not forget the title in the .5 seconds that we last established what it was, because we always forget. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We made it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I, um... I don't know where to start. I think it was it was it was fun. It was a fun uh, little episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, is back oh, at it. Um, somehow, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez has returned. Um, and, Unfortunately, uh, to do the last chapter, and um, I think this is probably his best one. I would agree with that, but that's, you know, I would say not really saying much, but out of the three of his, this was easily the most, like the biggest budget and the most, you know, stuff happening in the set. Yeah. Eventful. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this much. I I laughed a lot. I I laughed way more than I thought I would. Um, I thought the humor worked really well. I loved the the Major Major Domo Domo character. I think it's. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just kind of good. I, as soon as as Boba told him, like, yeah, you okay, go outside and negotiate. Yeah, and he I wrote knew right something away out. Too. I knew he was gonna put him at the pasture. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be sort of like the um, the moment in Band of Brothers where the general, and this happened in real life, but like the general responded to the the German commander that was like requesting their full surrender before total annihilation. Mm-hmm. So the the American uh, general replies with just the words nuts and with like an exclamation point, basically saying like, go fuck off. We're not surrendering. Mm-hmm. And I knew Bubba was going to do the same thing to a, you know, to that extent. Yeah. And the and, major and, domo, <laughs> I, I think he was good and I he was it. funny, but at the same time, some of his parts just dragged. Like I wanted, it, it was in the moments that you're expecting like a lot to happen. So, it's just like he paused those moments to have these long extended like you know scenes where he's trying to be eloquent with his words and all this stuff for you know comedic effect and some of it worked some of it didn't but i i mean i wasn't bothered by it and i think he's an okay character he's probably going to be with uh pelly now that's another thing that I love is the fact that they, they kind of linked up, <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, she clearly established she was single after her Jawa encounter. Yes, exactly. And and uh, he said some line, uh, and she was like, uh, there's no time for that. It's, there was some clever line about, about like, double entendre, and she was like, there's no time for that. No, or she said there's no time for it when he was saying it's nice to meet your acquaintance or something like that. Oh, right, right. There's, it's time to meet your acquaintance. And just, like, there's no time for that. Which uh, suggested they wanted to be more than acquaintances. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of weird to start talking about the episode through that guy. But <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I think he's my favorite new character of the show. Like, as in, as in, uh, if there is a legacy that this Book of Boba, Se- Boba Fett season leaves as, like, new characters, mm-hmm. um, not previously established characters, because every I think every character, for the most part, is, like, previously established. Even, like, Black Crescenton has been previously established. Yeah. I think he's the the one character that stood out to me. I'm kind of bummed that they killed the the lady from the... It seemed like they killed her. Oh, Garza. Yeah. Yeah. Garza Fuet. I thought she'd uh, she, come back. I thought she would survive that explosion. Yeah, because she didn't really had much to do in the whole season. Yeah, she just the whole season, she's just standing around the nightclub like Looking good. having her hands on her face. Oh, she's sexy, but like <laughs> yeah. that that's basically all she was used for. She's this nightclub owner and like we don't really get anything from her. Like I thought there was going to be more the in the first episode, it seemed like she was really gonna connect with Boba, maybe be like his quote unquote queen. Um, so something like that would have been cool, like at least make her more of a character. But she, you know, is kind of useless in a sense. Yeah, I think um, they just wanted to uh, the- add to the mystery and like not really reveal like who's gonna betray him or turn against him or work to 
like undermine him. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I I, I think that would have been a twist, right? If if she was the the one undermining him the whole time, but yeah. I I it was kind of weird that I don't know. So here's the thing about we can talk about the whole we were going to talk about this episode, but I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about the whole season, With the whole, whole series, yeah. because we can now see the the whole picture. Yeah, and uh, it is weirdly structured and shaped in many ways. Yeah. Uh, not even before it became even before Mando took over. Uh, the show was already like weirdly structured with the flashbacks and stuff, and it, it didn't feel like the present timeline was getting enough momentum. Exactly. And, uh, even even the introduction of Cat Bane so late in the game, and then his apparent death was uh, it felt a little bit rushed because you didn't get to it, dive deep it's into so their relationship because he's such a great character. He's amazing, and especially for people like you know, obviously as people who enjoyed Clone Wars and Bad Batch and all that, we know the character. We, you know, have this established background of him, but for other viewers, like they don't know shit about this guy. Yeah. And And he suddenly, he suddenly comes in the picture and he claims to know Boba and have like a back history with him. And then he just dies. And there's, there's no reward feeling like nothing there. And it, it feels they like should, yeah, for something yeah, they never should set up. have established it way earlier in this show and given like a little bit of a background of him, like even if brief, like explain some of it. it. We could have even seen like a young Daniel Logan in a flashback if they wanted to go that route. Yeah, yeah, we were we were talking uh, with, earlier with Cad like teaching him about about like possible flashbacks because it, it's 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 it does the thing. That I have never wanted Star Wars to be because I always feel like every single Star Wars thing needs to feel like an entry point. Like you could watch anything in Star Wars and like any normie who doesn't know anything should yep. be able to basically pick it up. Like there's stuff you're not going to get because of the grand scheme of things. But you should like be- basically be able to pick up the human drama. But this right. is stuff like this season of this Book of Boba Fett show feels like something that you have to know Star Wars in order to really get the plot in, in like, um, maybe not the plot, but like the character dynamics in, in, in a very specific way, you know? And it's interesting because even Mando didn't have that, aside yes. from like maybe Luke and exactly. Ahsoka showing up. But even then, like it was such a simplistic showing. Yes. Where it was like not really that important. Like it was important to the plot, but not to where like you had to understand a lot of the deep lore to get what was going on. And yeah. This yeah. you do. Yes, exactly. So that was annoying. The, the the great thing about Mando is that Mando is like a blank slate, right? He doesn't know anything, any of this stuff. Same thing as doesn't the audience. Doesn't know about Jedi or like yeah. anything. So he's yeah. learning this new shit that we as fans know, but he doesn't. So it works for normies. This one, you have to... First of all, like for two episodes, the the main point of view character disappears, and we spend time with like other characters that have never been in the show. Like Luke, yeah, we spend a whole episode with Luke and Grogu. We've never been in this show. We spend a whole episode with Mando, who's never been in this show. And if you don't haven't seen the Mandalorian, um, and if you don't know about Cad Bane in the Bad Batch or Clone Wars, even even not even about Bad Batch, if you don't know the history with Cad Bane on the unproduced fucking episodes, then this thing doesn't really has the same. It doesn't have the same impact. And um, I I just think it's 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 one of those things where I, I I just get annoyed when Star Wars assumes you know shit because it, it gets insular. It's the same thing that happened with Star Trek. Star Trek just I kept making TV shows. Yeah, Star Trek just make TV shows for Star Trek fans, and mm-hmm. in that way, you'll never grow as in a, like yeah. with the audience. But and, can I tell you yeah. something that I realized that I think is a very good non biased point as far as like storytelling goes, and you know between the Mandalorian series and Book of Boba Fett. Obviously, I already explained like why I had issues with Luke coming on the show spending time with Mando like very heavily in Grogu. But of all the biggest things that they've done and the worst thing to come out of it was Grogu is now back with Mando and he's chosen this life, which ultimately has made most of season two for naught 
of Mando. It it basically yes. made it useless. It did not give us any sort of entryway into season three from where we left off from right. Mando season two. Imagine yeah. somebody goes in only watching Mandalorian. They don't care yeah. about Boba and they just watch Mando season two. Grogu leaves with Luke and then suddenly he's back in Mando season three. And there's no like nothing happened to where like all Grogu did was just remember a few things from his training from the past. But there was no actual effect being changed. Like, he still wanted the Mandalorian, uh, Grogu, and Mando still wants Grogu, and Grogu is now a little bit better in, with his powers, but we've gotten no, no, nothing out of that whole thing and his whole mission from season two, and now... I was really hoping for this direction for, you know, them fighting for Mandalore in season three with Bo-Katan. And I thought it would be a perfect time to grow Mando's character and learn leadership and stuff like that while Grogu was off doing his own thing and not having us really worried about being tied down with the two of them together, you know? Yeah, I... So, in theory, I like the idea of Grogu coming back as, like, a committed Mandalorian with this, uh, the armor and everything. But it is weird. It, like I just, I always think of the mom test, right? If if our uh, if our parents were watching this shit, and they're like, "Yo, check out Mando," and my check mom does Mando. watch it too. Right, she watches it with me afterwards. So so if they watch, if you just tell them like, "Watch Mandalorian," maybe they they skip the book of Boba Fett not because they are not into Boba Fett, but because just they don't realize that they, they have to watch a whole they don't, other yeah, show they in don't between pay attention to what shows are out. Right, and the same thing happens to any other old. Uh, Disney Plus subscribers just got Disney Plus yeah. you know, to watch it with their kids or whatever, and they just don't get. And then you'll have that hole between seasons in the Mandalorian storytelling, uh, which, I, I, as I say, I like the the idea of Grogu becoming a Mandalorian. It's just weird that that it happens uh, in between Mandalorian seasons because um, it, it, it's kind of like a. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. It it's just it, bullshit it's... because, like, even if they wanted to go this route, which, like, you know, I wanted Grogu to take the armor and eventually, like, become a Mandalorian and go follow his quote unquote father's route, but I didn't want it to happen this fast. And why didn't they? Just, like, it made no sense. We already saw Grogu and we saw like what was going on in the conflict with him and like trying to decide. That would have been a perfect point to just leave it at that and then leave it for season three of Mando. Mm-hmm. why did we need it to happen in this Luke just sketchily dropping off Grogu without any supervision yeah. not even that's caring I think that's kind of weird Mando was pro- like actually receiving Grogu he just drops his fucking baby off with a droid I mean I love R2 but what's he gonna do if people try to like capture him they know Grogu was you know sought after by the remnants of the Empire and a bunch of other people and they're just going to drop off this baby in fucking Mos Eisley, where Luke grew up, basically, knows how dangerous it is. And he's just going to drop it off with some random lady because she says that she knows Mando. Like, by the way, come on, how just because she... they wanted to write Luke out of not having to do the, the show, deep fake yeah. in this episode, like they could have done a better way to do it or just save it for season three of Mando. It made no sense. Why do we need Grogu in this battle? It, it just made no sense to me. We didn't need it. To calm the rancor, I guess you don't need that. Yeah, you don't need it really. Trust but the trust the rancor. It, it is it is weird. Uh, why? How, how does Luke or R two? I guess know that Mando knows this lady. Know you that know he's I mean? there. Know that he knows her. <laughs> know anything? They never explain shit about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bullshit. I don't know if he has some kind of tracking device on him or. Well, if I guess he, he told, looked into Grogu's mind last episode, so maybe he did that. Maybe he, he told Ahsoka that. where he was going or something. Even but, Ahsoka doesn't know about the lady. With oh the, my God. The it's, just fu- it's just fucking annoying like that we have to like put these pieces together that aren't really directly obvious or they sort of do demand an explanation. Like we, It's not like the times where we see, like for instance, in episode two, where Obi-Wan knows exactly where to fly on Kamino to get to the cloning facility or Luke yeah. knowing exactly where Dagobah. Yoda is on Dagobah. Yeah. Exactly. You you could find an explanation for that. Oh, there's a tracking beacon with, you know, yeah. life forms of whatever. He has but Wikipedia. This, is, this yeah. is directly influenced by the plot and the characters in the plot. And we need explanations. 
It is it's as simple it is as that. Bizarre, and I don't know if if the because the fact that Ahsoka was in the show, it's also weird that it it because I assumed it was going to pay off in some way, and it really hasn't. Maybe it will in the Ahsoka yeah. show, and maybe in I that feel show like they just threw her in because of Dave Filoni was directing the episode. Yeah, maybe in that show they'll explain why, like maybe Luke and her were up to something when when Grogu needed to. I don't know, dude. But and it's also weird that he's just like, "Will I ever see you again?" And she's like. Yeah, he's like Maybe. simping over her. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit needy. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, there, there's there's stuff like that, you know, the 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 particular like micro writing, and it is weird because like this is John Favreau writing, and I feel like the writing in in the Mandalorian show has been pretty good so far. Uh, pretty Way crisp. better as far as and, like a complete story, like and even making sense. Yeah, it, it like the logic of the show. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, which is not even like, oh, it's it's bad writing because the drama isn't good or the humor isn't good. It's just yeah. like fucking common shit, you know, like the 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 logic. They, they tried to tie too much stuff into this particular story when it should have just been focused on Boba at heart, and it really wasn't. It was all over the place. They didn't know whether to tell flashbacks, and the flashbacks they showed, like, I you know, I appreciate some of like them explaining the background with him and the uh. Tuscan Raiders, but why do we need to spend three full episodes of flashback, like heavy flashbacks of just that when we could have gotten stuff with him and Cad Bane to further that plot? Yeah. We could have gotten Boba working with the Empire. Like we could have gotten stuff to actually show the conflict of transformation from Bounty Hunter to this leader figure. Like we didn't get any of that really. We just got him working in a tribe. That's it. Yeah, I will say I feel like the the um, there's a little moment the the final showdown between between Ma- uh, Mando I was gonna say Mando <laughs> Boba Fett and uh, and Cad Bane same shit Boba Fett and Cad Bane um, and Cad Bane kind of points out the character arc he's like yeah you're just a killer like your father you know you're trying to go straight but you're you're not all that or whatever and the there is that moment where I was like oh oh okay so that was the the character arc. I guess, um, but it comes at the end of the thing where I, it kind of comes through. Is oh, so that's what we were, we were building up to. He was trying to not be a killer and be ghost. He wasn't really trying to go straight. He still wants to be a crime boss. You know, he still wants that's to be. That's what in I'm crime. saying. It, it made no <laughs> sense. He's a crime boss. He's not like a fucking. You know, like still... I get, I get that a daimyo is basically like the actual ruler of Tatooine, but at the same time, like. Jabba rules the criminal underground, and that's basically what Boba was doing yeah. or trying to do. So it really made no sense with going that direction, and they they just could have done such a better job writing this thing, and it's such a letdown. And I feel so bad for Tamara Morrison, Ming-Na Wen, and everybody involved fine. that, like, <laughs> well, of course they will, but still, like, they deserved a better story than this, and they're so gonna, did we. They're going to continue being in in these shows, you know. Of course. Um, and I mean, T- Tem, you shouldn't feel sorry about Tem. He's going to be playing like seven parts by, by the end of 2025. <laughs> you know, he's definitely going to come back as Rex. And... He's probably going to be Cody or whatever. All, yeah. all of the Bad uh, Batch just like just All of the Bad Batch, yeah, like, for real. Or at least Echo, who's the that one who looks crazy. like him still. Yeah. Um, the, I, but going back to that showdown between, uh, with Cat Bane, the one thing I did kind of love and I felt like that was sort of clever was the fact that he... Uh, defeated him with the gaffy stick, right? This is like a... It felt like a full circle moment. Like, if it wasn't for his experiences, you know, he he was able to get the upper hand by whatever he learned right. with the sand people. Right. And um, I think that, that kind of differentiates both of them. Also, Cat Bane. I, I gotta say, Cat Bane, every time he appeared on screen, I was giggling because in the first... The first time he appeared in the Dave Filoni episode, in the previous episode... I was like, okay, it looks cool, sounds menacing. I don't know about the makeup. Like, I have to see more um, in order. It for... looks better in his dialogue parts in this. Episode. Everything, everything with Cad Bane, I was sold. I was like, okay, he works in live action for me. Even well, even if he... it isn't the quack they're calling the <laughs> stifling slimy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good shit. Yeah, uh, he, his physicality even translated well. Like he, he was doing like a uh, flips and shit, and I was like, okay, I, I'm into it. 
I thought yeah. I thought they did a good job with Cat Bane, so kudos for that. It's just such a shame because he's such an awesome fan loved character, and they basically just brought him back to kill him when he could have been a major part of this story. You think he's like, dead? If you... Oh, all right. So he looked dead. He sounded dead from like the the air gasping from him, like all the you know you hear like the <gasps> with the tubes yeah. and shit. But in the shot where we see him laying there, there's like a little beacon sound and it's just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if someone's going to resurrect him. But like the weird thing is, I would suspect that if we did, we had some sort of cliffhanger at the end, but we didn't. Well, we got a a post-credit scene that was the most underwhelming shit. It's like we saw him get shot in the shoulder. Like we all knew he wasn't dead. Right. And he's just in the back to tank, like, and that's our end credit scene. Like, there's no indication of a season two. And what's what I'm questioning is when Boba at the end of the episode was like, we aren't like we aren't a good fit for this or some line like that. And she's like, if not us, then who was that referring to uh, Cobb Vanth or was that just her like accepting that like they're the the natural fit for this? Like they're the ones who are going to do it. I took it as a, a responsibility thing, right? It's like okay, yeah. This this empire is has fallen. Uh, who will take the reins? Like if, if, not if us, we don't do him. it, then yeah. we're gonna get back in in trouble with the empire, which they do it thirty years later. And it's weird <laughs> because Fennec quarrels with Boba and disagrees with him on like every level the the whole show. Even in the final episode, she's like, but why do we want to get rid of spice completely when, you know, it's a major part of, you know, getting money and shit like that. And, you know, we use this just like job of the hunt did. Yeah. And Boba's like, drugs are bad. Yeah. Boba's basically like, drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, so it's like I I don't understand how she suddenly comes to this like realization at the end, and then we get this bullshit fucking final dialogue of uh them walking up to Black Crescent and then the mods, and he tosses the the grapefruit fucking thing to yeah to Black Crescent, and then the the British dude's like. What, what you give one to the Wookiee, but not us? <laughs> and then it's just like you imagine it to be like a full house episode, and you get yes. a theme song coming on. Felt, at the end. Like, come on! It felt like the end come of a, <laughs> like like the end of an after school special. You know yeah, what we learned today? Bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> bullshit, dude. What kind of bullshit ass ending was that? Which I mean. St- uh, Clone Wars sometimes did that too. Which, I was shaking my cartoon. fucking head, man. I was like, God damn it. Um. Yeah, well, you know what I thought was weird is is um, at the beginning when they were at, at the burned up place and yeah. Bob is like we're going back to the castle or the yeah. palace and the kids were like no we're staying here because this is our home or whatever and then he's like okay <laughs> and All right, uh, so but but I, it felt it felt like the kids were like you know hunkering like they're making a statement and I was like who the fuck are these kids they just appeared <laughs> one episode for like ten minutes. I don't give a shit about your neighborhood or you, you know? And they were like, scat and gag. I I don't know what the fuck they're called. And I was like, I don't know them. Why do I care? All right, to be fair, though, let's not knock on the actors. They did a good job. Yeah, no knock on the actors. I I think they're awesome people, and, you know, I'm happy that they got to be in Star Wars. Just I wish their their roles were a little bit more fleshed out and better and likable. But I actually... At first, I was a little annoyed by like Boba just like a, being like, okay, like we'll just stay <laughs> yeah. in the destroyed ruins. But at the same time, if you think about it, them saying, okay, you can go back to your your ivory tower, is not no. gonna be you of you are not a man of the people if you do that. You need to be on our level, defending us in the streets with us. Or else you're not a ruler of the people and the people aren't going to respect you and, you know, actually want to live under your rule. I completely understood the point. Completely. And everything you said, I completely understood it in in an intellectual level. But I just feel like the acting and the writing, it it, it didn't convey. You know, it it. it was very easy to convince him. And uh, he just kind of looks at (laughs) Fennec and he's uh, he's like, yeah, I was staying. 
And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to make of. Like I love Tim as a as a person. Yeah. But I don't know if he's a good actor. Like to be honest, <laughs> there are some lines that he says that are just like really. They, yeah, they sound yeah. really off. And it. Yeah, I feel like I he's, feel like it's the writing. I think it's the writing. I feel, I, but I also feel like he doesn't understand his character. You know, he's. I he feel like doesn't, he, he doesn't understand the character. He, he just like reads the lines right before action, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and it, it feels it feels to me like like he's just like playing an action figure, you know. Yeah. Instead of like diving deep into the, the character. Well, But, he's even admitted that he doesn't know the deep lore of the character, and you know he had the, the camera crew telling him his backstory and shit right. like that. Like he didn't even fucking know. So, and the, all right, a huge issue of mine with. The, the Boba remade, reborn, is they took so much of Tamara Morrison's um, heritage mm -hmm. and intertwined it into Boba's story when it should have been Tamara Morrison becoming Boba rather than Boba becoming Tamara Morrison. I don't mind the, using the Tuscans as a way of like introducing his Maori religion and stuff like yeah. that, but That was cool. Or not religion, his his uh, heritage. Roots, But I yeah. is I just it felt like this wasn't Boba Fett as we know Boba Fett to be. I'm not saying like he had to be a silent character with no story whatsoever in the background, not doing shit. <laughs> been, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he you don't you can't look at the Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. It doesn't feel like the same person at all. Like, it just doesn't feel like the same character. It, it could have, like, Tamara Morrison could have done the role, but it just, the way they wrote it, it just felt like there was no more shred of that character being Boba Fett. It was just, here's Tamara Morrison's Maori uh, tribal culture that is now a part of him because he learned from the Tuscans. And we got nothing else, you know? Yeah, I think this is an effect of, you know, everyone loves Boba Fett because he's so mysterious and never spoke or whatever, and he they gave it to Mando, and that was it. No, I was gonna say like to me, this is like the 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 Wolverine effect, right? Where right. I, my least favorite X Men movie is the fucking Wolverine Origins. Oh, that one sucked, man. Oh. I mean, it sucks in many levels, but just like philosophically speaking, the whole point of Wolverine is that he's like the lone fucking wolf. He yeah. doesn't remember anything, and the fact that he doesn't remember anything makes him cool because it's all mysterious. Yeah. And once you like pull back the curtain, and you, it's like like the beginning of a relationship, right? You start going out with the person, it's like, oh, this person's cool, and then you like, slowly get to know them more, and then you're like, oh, maybe they're not as cool as I thought they were. <laughs> like the first impression was better. But I mean, at least Wolverine, he's always had a backstory in the comics. And we always knew him as Weapon X, and you know he had this whole deep lore with um, Colonel Stryker and all that shit. But like Boba Fett, there was a blank slate almost to work with as far as like his background. In well, a sense, in a sense, they just didn't incorporate enough of the bounty hunting side of it. I think they were just fearful of it being a retread of Mando, but Mando was a retread of Boba. So it yeah. all they all kind of fucked themselves when they decided to do this show because they were just changing up everything that we knew about the character. Yeah, no no no, for sure. I I do find it interesting that I I don't understand how Cobb Band figures into this whole thing because the fact that that they they kept him alive through the Bacta And have the like the the guy who who makes the cybernetic arms with him, yeah, which was funny. It looked like he was about to do something insidious to him. Um, I what is he's what he doesn't even know Boba Fett. You know, what you I mean? want to like, know my honest opinion? I yeah. think so. Boba's probably going to come back in Mando at some point, but I think they were just setting that up so that Cobb Vanth could be back in Mandalorian. Yeah, I know that, but but I'm getting the feeling from this that he's gonna be he's he got promoted, you know he he's like the new Cara Dune. 
because Cardoon is no longer around. Because he could be the perfect guy to become like a a ranger of the New Republic. I mean, he's a sheriff, but I guess he doesn't need to be a sheriff now that Boba runs the place. So, but he just wanted to defend his town. That's it. Yeah, That's all he no, cared about. So but he doesn't need to anymore, to, theoretically. I guess. Why not? Because they can defend themselves. They still need Boba a marshal. Boba Fett is is running the show. But he's running, uh, and th- that's another thing that confused the fuck out of me. It's like, the daimyo is of Tatooine, and he's supposed to rule all of Tatooine. But then again, they make it seem like he just rules Mos Espa, and he rules it through the uh, three other gatras. But what about, and it seems like Mos Eisley is just a shit show where anything goes. And Mos well, Pelgo is just this lone little settlement that, like, no nothing happens in. And I'm surprised the spice, like, was even going through there when there was nothing even fucking going on over there. So I, I feel like uh, the whole idea, and this maybe I'm not getting it, but is that he wasn't, like, the Daimyos is supposed to be in charge of all of Tatooine, but only on the, he was only getting control of Jabba the Hutt's territory. And not all of Tatooine was under Jabba the Hutt. Some of it was under the other syndicates, like the Trandoshans and the 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 other people. Uh, and uh, he just wanted that territory, but the Pikes were coming in to get it from him, or to get everything. I guess the Pikes were trying to. Uh, well, the Trandoshans, a- the Aqualish, and the uh, what are the other ones? The 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 dog people. Clatoonians. Clatoonians. They were Shit only talking. ruling sectors of Mos Espa because Bib Fortuna right. wasn't able to hold those regions. Yeah. Yeah. That's so they weren't even they were lieutenants under Jabba, but they didn't rule on like their sections until right. until uh Bib Fortuna came into power. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like none of it is explained. If they wanted this sort of godfather esque like Game of Thrones sort of, you know, direction, then they should have, like, just explained this stuff way better. That's what I'm saying is they spent way too much time in the past with stuff that they could have, you know, done in an episode and a half instead of spending three episodes of flashbacks with, you know, not really that important stuff. And they could have gone into the current day and explained things more and fleshed out this present day conflict, and we just didn't get it. Yeah, I remember there was one episode when they put out a hologram, holographic map, and they kind of explained yeah. it, but nobody was paying attention. You know, <laughs> that, that was just that was just Fennec explaining that when Bib Fortuna, or no, it was um, what's his name, the the droid. Uh, which droid? The the torture droid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. He was just explaining that when Bib Fortuna took power, he could he didn't have control like Jabba or the influence, so he gave power to the three different species, and they had three different districts in Mos Espa. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I feel like the Pikes were also kind of a a weak villain, a lame villain. Yeah, because they, there really wasn't a face for it until Cad Bane showed up, and even then, he really he's just a hired gun. So yeah, we don't know I, anything about the actual villains. I think two things should have happened. One, Cad Bane should have been the one hired by them to kill the Tusken Raiders. And two, it should have been Kira as the big bad. Because then, even if it was towards the end that it was the reveal, we would have gotten a cliffhanger into season two and we would have had more direction to go in. But now it's like, everything's resolved and we're just like, okay, what's now? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we, we're talking about it, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, kind of let's get ready for Mando. Woo! And then the same day they put this shit out, they throw in Kenobi's coming out May 25th. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they try to divert all I'd the attention to that. Yeah, they yeah. they would they try to divert all the attention to that because they know it'll get people he going. He was holding Anakin's saber in the poster. Oh my god, what does it mean, dude? When I I kept trying to zoom in to see his face, and I couldn't even. It was just blurry. Like I couldn't even see that it was him. Yeah, I thought it would be grayer. Yeah, at this point, it honestly just... looked like Uncle Owen rather than him. Uh, I just imagine that's the switcheroo. It's like 
<laughs> you just zoom in. It's t- uh, what is it? Taron Edgerton? No, this different actor. Yeah, Joel Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that's what uh, it kind of looked like when I zoomed in. Yeah, yeah. Um, on another Tatooine show, you know. <laughs> but I think I, I feel like the Boba Fett show is probably more set in Tatooine than the Obi Wan show, ironically. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that the fact that they stayed in one planet throughout most of the show. Made it not the show was already feeling cheaper than Mando because Robert Rodriguez makes everything look cheap. I assume COVID has something to do with some of the production shortcomings, uh, but the fact that they were all in like the same set, the same like Main Street set throughout the whole show, uh, made it feel small. Even the final battle on that set, lower budget. Yeah, you know what I was thinking when we were watching like the when I was watching like the fin- the final fight when everyone was shooting each other and the kids mm-hmm. were shooting at the other at the people i yeah. was thinking comparing this in my mind with the shootout in rogue one and jedda you know against the 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 insurgents the sucker yeah. insurgents right and i and i was like dude this is the same franchise the same canon this looks like fucking a saturday morning cartoon and in the Literally. other one it, it looks like zero dark 30 yep. <laughs> and i'm like this is insane yeah um, and it isn't it isn't that these shows can't look good because they do look good uh quite often like the mandalorian looks amazing the episode with the mandalorian looks amazing mm-hmm. um but this one I, I i feel like the rancor was a good effect that i think worked uh and the droids too but it just felt small you know it felt like 10 extras versus another 10 extras it's just like it was so glaringly obvious that the big budget was directed to the Mandalorian episodes rather than this one or the Boba ones in general. Well, I guess the Rancor was probably where the, the Rancor money was went. definitely in a lot of the money for the Boba parts. Like they they diverted all of the present day Boba stuff to that final episode. Yeah, which is another the first thing... episodes were lacking, man. Yeah. Like the... I could have filmed those with like a normal like $20,000 budget. The the rancor thing. I mean, it was fun to see like a keiju thing, but I felt like they didn't build it up. Like th- there wasn't any trial and error with getting to mount him or anything like that. You know what I mean? I was I, I was expecting I actually, machete to be around. Things, so of all the things that we saw, and it just you know we've kind of glossed over. We talked about the whole series as a whole, but for this episode. Which I will say, out of all of the episodes, I liked this one the most. Out of all the seasons? Even even the Mandalorian and the, the oh, no, Luke ones. Just because, the, dude, they pissed me off so fucking much. Like, yeah, but they were much better made. Yes, they were better made. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> as far as the Book of Boba Fett goes, I cared about this episode more and I, and I enjoyed it more than the other ones. So the two things that I liked the most in this episode were the moment where... Boba and Mando immediately come out using their jetpacks and then they start blasting everybody. I thought that was awesome. And I really did like the Rancor stuff. I thought they handled it well. And I think the fight coordination was, at least for Robert Rodriguez's case, better than his other episodes, that's for sure. Um, There were still some discrepancies I had and other people have noticed too. Kind of annoying, like in such an awesome moment. And like, you can, you can easily miss it, but if you pay attention, it's there very glaringly. Um, when the second robot droid thing, the droidica clone is being, uh, mm-hmm. being killed. Um, the rancor rips off one of its arms and then it starts to like wrestle it. Everybody starts cheering. And then when he's, uh, when the rancor grabs it again, the other arm is back on it again. <laughs> Dude. And then in the next shot, like, it's gone again. And then he rips the other one off finally. But, like, yeah. how do you miss that? Dude, this is the fucking story of Robert Rodriguez episodes. The fucking yeah. continuity His... is horror shit. I, I don't get it. I mean, the, the there was a moment with the with the major domo also when he was like saying a comedic line. He was talking to the the mechanic. What's her fucking name? I keep forgetting. Pelly. I feel bad. I keep calling her the lady or whatever. I call her curly haired lady. Pelly. Pelly. Um, 
There's a moment where they're saying a joke and then they cut to a different angle and the fucking uh, major drummer is looking at a different place. And I'm like, this is fucking basic shit. Basic like, ass shit. Like, I get it that sometimes the performance is more important to get than like consistency yeah. in editing. But when it happens so often and it happens only in the fucking Robert Rodriguez Robert episodes, Rodriguez episodes yeah. it makes me fucking wonder. Just get Bryce Dallas Howard to do the whole show. <laughs> Dude, much better. It would have been. She's she's some much better director, man. I'm excited. You know, it, it's uh, the Obi Wan show is gonna have a single director for the whole thing, which is a good director. Really? Show. Yeah, she's doing the whole show. thing. She's doing the whole fucking thing. Wow. And, and I'm excited to see a Star Wars show because I know Marvel's done this. To see a Star yeah. Wars show where every single like it feels like a one director's vision. You know, that's what it Be- needs to be. I don't know why they do this. Like because bullshit. this feels yeah, it feels so uneven. In this, yeah, and I think it's more telling in this season and in the Mandalorian seasons, uh, yeah, that uh, the different director voices are. And look, uh, I mean, most most TV shows do different directors for different different episodes, but for miniseries like this, yeah, exactly. I think it needs to stay. Yeah, I think it needs to stay to one vision, one director, especially the most competent director they could find, like. I really thought Robert Rodriguez was amazing in Mandalorian season two with um, the tragedy episode. But while I enjoyed it, I thought it was a little bit fan filmy uh, just with like, it's just like out in the desert. Like, it, I don't know. This is too. Yeah. And the, his, it, it was all very fan filmy in this too. And, you know, nothing against the guy himself. I think he has a lot of cool ideas, but he, tr- he easily tried to shoehorn too much of his own work in it. Like the desperado moves that the, the fucking mod British dude was doing in this and the mods in general, like very clearly spy kids esque. Um, there's, there's just so much that he tried to intertwine into this story. That was like his filmmaking stuff. And I felt like it just was a horrible fit for Boba Fett and star Wars in general. I Unless mean, it was I, on like if it was on Coruscant, sure, but it just didn't work with this man. The only thing I'll correct it again is that I feel like the sense of humor in this, in his episodes in particular, they're so goofy, and I and I do like a go- some goofiness in my my Star Wars. I um, like goofiness in Star Wars too when it works. Right for me, I, I yeah, I, it worked for me. I was I was served. Um, in that respect, yo, I gotta tell you the one moment when I giggled with delight was when when the major drummer went out to negotiate, and then at the end that culminated with Boba Fett and Mando on jetpacks, fucking people yeah. up, and this is like the first proper time we've seen we've seen him on the jetpack. Yeah, um, I mean, ugh, I was yeah. so relieved to finally see him using his jetpack and using his tools and um, weapons. This was literally the first time we saw Boba use his weapons all goddamn show. That's so frustrating. Like, not that I need mindless action every fucking episode. I don't give a shit about that. But, like, this whole show, he's just been thrown around, thrashed around by a Wookiee in his fucking underwear, walking out in his bathrobes, doing fucking nothing, talking about going to war, and then he's basically a background character for two and a half episodes. And then he finally comes back, and finally we get to see him actually do stuff and kill people and, you know, sort of be a badass while still being vulnerable, which is cool. And you're just left wondering, like, why didn't we get a little bit more of this throughout the show? It was just very questionable decisions they made, and I I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, although, yeah, I think this delivered on the Boba Fett action uh, uh, sort of things. The, uh, rip the Gamoran uh, guards. Oh, I felt way. bad for them, bro. The the boys. They were the boys. <laughs> although, although the way they were like poked into. Why were fucking... they? Yeah, it, it was like three hundred. It was, it was like, like lopping three hundred. Yeah, but it, but it, it felt it felt like like a pantomime, you know, with the fucking. It felt like a children's <laughs> party where they're like pretending to fight. Dude, it made no sense that why were they just standing by the cliff? Like, <laughs> what the fuck to were get they killed, doing? You know. Yeah, what, the what were they doing there for purpose of the story? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. they were trying. They were trying try to do like a uh, a Godfather thing where like everyone gets killed in a montage. And exactly, it just didn't work because we didn't know or cared about anyone. <laughs> I did like how we got to see Fennec actually be an assassin and like kill the quote unquote heads of the five families, like how uh, Michael Corleone had it done in the Godfather. 
I thought yeah. that was a good touch. And it made sense because if all the forces are fighting Boba, then the leaders are left defenseless. So that would be the time to strike. Yeah, I found it incredibly clunky and corny when the girl was like, thank you for saving me. And she was like, gratitude. Oh my I like God. It. Yeah, Fennec's line, goes, Fennec's line goes, delivery was terrible, dude. And she goes off on her fucking motorcycle, and the girl kind of does a cheesy look this at the does camera. does a cheesy smile, yeah. Oh, my God. That's the Robert Rodriguez shit I don't like, That's man. Attack of the Clones level writing. Oh, my God. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so awkward. I don't respect. know. That, that's I the like thing. it. Yeah, respect. That was it. <laughs> respect i like it i was like what does that mean like what the fuck like that, that's what i mean like i feel like these kids like if they have shown more of these kids being disrespectful it would have felt earned right it's like oh yeah. it's a character arc but yeah. in the, like we don't know these fucking kids like <laughs> they're useless dude they're, they've been th there for like two scenes three fucking I, scenes i wanted them to die the whole battle i was just like come on they they only no. mentioned their names for the first time in this episode, I think. No, they mentioned, I think, they, like once before. Right, but nobody knows them and nobody cares. Nobody knows them. Nobody remembers their names. Nobody There's the two main things. guys, the girl and the guy the girl with the, and the guy. And yeah. the rest of the guys, uh, which nobody – they're like wallpaper. Fucking useless, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, Black Crescenton. What did you feel he about was a big, that? He was a huge letdown for me, this whole show. He just kind of got tackled and, and that's it. Not even just that. Think about when he first came on the show. It was like, yeah, he was oh, badass. man, he's a yeah. fucking badass. This guy is going to do some damage, like blah, blah, blah. Next episode, we get this sudden weird, weird directing where he grabs Boba out of the tank. The, the tube was in Boba's mouth. Suddenly it's not. He throws him to the ground. And then it looked like he was walking in like slow-mo, but it wasn't slow-mo. It was this mm -hmm. really strange editing. He's just posturing. And then, yeah. and then why why is he not killing Boba when you know he easily could? And then the, the group of teenage fucking Power Rangers are able to stop him, like throwing fucking electric whips at him. The black dude runs at him with a pistol, like point blank range. You're going to run at a Wookiee with a fucking pistol. He ends up just falling in the fucking Rancor pit. And it's like, even in this episode, like he doesn't do anything but get hurt. And it's just... It's, I, Oh, and, and, and hold on! Not to bring, not to bring yeah. like you know the actors race into it, but like when I'm looking at them, I don't oh, Jesus, see a Wookiee. I, I <laughs> this is not supposed to be controversial or demeaning or racist or anything. But when I look at the Wookiee, I, it's like they they removed the Wookiee ness from the character. Like it just looked like a guy in a suit, mm -hmm. and I was like, this is probably played by a giant black man. And I looked it up, and it was, and like you know. Actor seems what? like a cool guy, but like it, they just they didn't make him seem like a Wookiee. Like when he runs away from Jabba's palace when Boba lets him go, he just like jogs off, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, shit? That, that was that was bizarre. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but it is, it is it is in the fucking Robert Rodriguez episode, <laughs> exactly. Where this fucking weird directorial choice is exactly happening. exactly. Um, Oh, oh my god! But yeah, he just gets his ass beat, and then he's just like limping his way back to the, yeah, the, the, the whole guys. the whole episode. He's just getting beat the fuck up, and he doesn't uh, die somehow. Yeah, that's another thing. Like somebody should have died. Some of the good guys, someone like even Cobb Van didn't fucking die. Uh, when he, no he, one's uh, dead. I like the, the, the Gamor the poor Gamorians died. Yeah, who nobody cares. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that Boba Fett uh, called him Santo. You know. Yeah. That was that was cool, and the, the, then he told him like, "Oh, I'll, I'll uh, I owe you a, a session the at, the, at the spa. You <laughs> can't even fit in there. The and Polynesian when, spa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, at the end, Boba Fett was like, "Oh, somebody's using it. I thought it, it was gonna be fucking Black Crescenton, but no, it was fucking uh, a cop band who Boba Fett has never fucking met, by the way." He just probably went back to grab the Rancor, grab an extra rocket. Because did you notice he, like, shot the rocket and then he goes back and suddenly he has one again? No, I didn't. He went know. back, he grabs the the gaffy stick and he grabbed an extra rocket. He grabs the Rancor and then he has to run all the way back. But, like, he probably, when he walked in that room that had his armor and shit, he probably just saw Cobb Vanth, like, lying in there. But how did he get in there? Who put him there? No, but I think Cobb Vanth got put in there after the fight. Probably. That's my supposition. No, he said that 
someone was using the tank. Or you're yeah. saying that it was... But he said that at the end of the episode after the whole thing yeah, was maybe, done. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Uh, but, by the way, the whole thing that he got the gaffy stick and, and the thing, I never clocked that when he yes. went to the palace. Because he didn't have it before. Yeah, and, and I won't even get them that fucking credit, co- considering the continuators of this fucking I show. Know. I, I know. feel like that shit was an oversight. <laughs> 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 um, I, uh, okay, so Grogu. Uh, I mean, I was happy to see him and everything, because he's Grogu, he's fucking baby Yoda. Um, and the, his relationship is great with Din. Even the fucking last scene of the episode... Yes, yeah. the two of them, which just doubles down on the. On the it just shows that, that they, this that's is they care about that the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Mandalorian. This was 2. Mando 2.5, and they just wanted to lead us into season three. But even then, it's like, if that's the case, why did they care so much to get Grogu back all of a sudden, like this quickly, when he spent almost no time at all with Luke? And it just makes the whole point of season two useless and like Mando trying to get him back to a Jedi, you know? Yeah. 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 I did like, uh, that he, I, I like that he jumped, you know, to, to hog Mando because yeah, he kind of, he kind of plays into the training that he had. It would look what he was. Yeah. Jumping. A little bit. Um, and, uh, the fact that he put the rancor to sleep was also kind of, I liked the scenes that that he he fell asleep next to it. Yeah, I like what he did in the episode, but also it is a little repetitive. I mean, I like the Rancor thing, but I think as far as the when uh, he pulls the piece from the droid to save Mando, it's like how many times are we going to get this scene that just plays out like the Mudhorn or like the Flame Trooper coming in to kill them at the end of season one? Like we just keep getting these scenes where. Mando's about to die, and then Grogu just, like, walks in and does some force shit. He does the magic hand thing, and suddenly Mando is saved, you know? Like, I just don't want this to be a repetitive cycle of the same thing happening over and over. Yeah. You know what I thought it was weird? And uh, this is, like, a minor nitpick, I guess, or a gripe. There was a weird editing choice when when um, Boba Fett defeated uh, Cat Bane. And he had like an epic moment. The the, the fades. The fades. Yeah. I was like, that was that's not a Star Wars thing. <laughs> I know. And I was also not even just like the fades, but when it shows the shot of Cad Bane laying there. Yeah. It would it just felt so out of place. Like <laughs> we, we like just the... saw him dead on the ground, and now you're just gonna do this fade into him and just yeah, and then I was expecting the hat to blow away in the wind, but it didn't. I was like, "Oh, come on!" I like that. Oh, he had, he had the thing in the head he that did. he has in the bad batch, but they didn't establish that that happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's if any casual person is watching, they have no fucking clue what we're talking about right now. Here's my theory of what they're going to do because because he might be dead, but I feel like they they can't introduce him into live action for nothing. I think they might use him for another Disney Plus shit like that happens earlier in the timeline. He looks pretty fucking dead to me, man. No, I that happened earlier in the timeline, you know. I feel like he could be in other stuff, other shows that happened before this and just based on this, I feel like people will want to see more. Uh-huh. Um and I hope this is my f- fucking fantasy. Please, this is the everything I want if if they do this uh, they can shut off the factory. Disney can just—I don't give a fuck. I—I I, I don't want to watch anything else. I'm fine. They—if they animate the Boba Fett Cad Bane story from Clone Wars, uh, the the Asajj Ventress storyline with Quinlan Voss, and the the Darth Maul comic book that they they did as a comic book, but explains how he ex- escaped from Sidious. Escaped from Sidious. Like you, you that's an extra season of the show. That's three. Literally, arcs, yeah, that would be three four arcs. episodes. Dude, they're not. They're not doing it. They I know they're not going. Fuck yeah, fuck you. They're, I know they're not going to do it. I but wish if they did that, and I feel like the whole the circle would now be complete. <laughs> you don't need that. Uh, trust the characters, JJ. Because it would make so much, it would be much more cathartic watching them face off this show as they do if we have actually established them facing off in an earlier show. 
But even then. But even then, we need homework. to have that stuff established in this show. Yeah. Which we did not get anything of. And we might know the lore, but other people don't. That's and why it's I not feel... fair to them, especially. Yeah. To not have any sort of setup of who the fuck this guy is. He's just a re- They don't even know his name. It was said like what? Once or twice, maybe? <laughs> yeah. So there's like this random alien cowboy <laughs> to show this up. And it's like, Boba. I've known you a long time, Boba. This makes me extremely worried for the Ahsoka show in the sense that the Ahsoka show is um, bringing in a story. It's just going to be cameos galore. Yeah, but it's the the Ahsoka show inherently is uh, uh, inheriting the storyline from Rebels, and uh, is it? I mean, yeah, because you gotta oh, it's right, right, right. Ezra it's and Thrawn Sabine. and Ezra, yeah. And I feel like if they're too inside baseball as they're being with this, how are, is it gonna be in that show? Everyone's gonna be established characters that if you don't know anything yeah. about Star Wars, you're just yep, gonna be true. like fucking clueless. They need to find a way to explain it in the show. Yes. That should go for everything. Any Anything that needs explaining that people wouldn't know from just this storyline, then they need to explain it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not good writing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's exclusive. They're trying to take too much out of Marvel's playbook when there's just way too much Star Wars lore that it, it's, you know, the Marvel things, everyone sort of says, like, I need to watch all of this to understand. They, they kind of get even, it. Though. People don't do that with Star Wars. Yeah, and I feel like Marvel does a fairly decent job of conveying to you who this character is. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen shit, you know? Remember, Maybe. like, in, in Solo, how many people were fucking confused as fuck as Darth Maul came back? Yes, that's that's the perfect example. Yeah, so because many people were like, what the fuck is going Because they never watched Clone Wars. When I watched Darth Maul in there, that was... I had the same thought I have now. Like, yep. I don't want this Star Wars to be this for people to have to do fucking homework exactly. to understand what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Because same problem it, I had with, uh, the, I mean, I know you didn't play it, but like the the most recent Halo games done by 343 rather than Bungie, who originally made the games, mm-hmm. they, they uh, 343 ends up using story arcs and things from the books that people, yeah. so many people didn't read or like have to, you know, they didn't know any of the, the characters or storylines or whatever. And right. they implement them into the game, which is the main source of story. And mm-hmm. everyone's just left confused. Like, what what the fuck is going on? What is this? Yeah. Yeah, it's too inside baseball. Yeah. It, it, it'll die. Star Wars will not evolve if you keep doing that shit. It's yep. cool to make references, but you can't depend on references to sustain exactly. your fucking character dynamics. And, exactly, uh, and plot. Yep. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I feel like overall, you got you got a uh, like a number out of ten. <laughs> this might be like a seven. Which I, I, would, I don't say, think it's I would bad. say a five. I didn't ha- uh, you're talking about the show. This episode, the or whole the show? show, the whole show. Oh, the whole show. Man, I think actually, I think it's seven. I feel like this sh- this episode is very indicative of the quality of the whole show. <laughs> In the sense that it's it was like all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> uh, I I had re- I had fun. I'll tell you this much: I had fun. I was laughing. You had uh, fun laughing at my expense. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't making fun of the show. I was really enjoying it. And even even some moments that I kind of think are goofy, even that I enjoy because it's Star Wars. Yeah, there were there was definitely moments I enjoyed, and you know, even in my. Boba Fett cosplay community, which I gotta say is holy fuck, they're passionate about this character, and you know they've they have been some of the harshest critics, and a lot of their points I agreed with, but at the same time, like I watched this episode this morning, tired as fuck, and I had a good time overall. Yeah, and I feel like people are removing their opportunity to do that. Like they're like I'm not saying to shut off your brain and just be completely mute to opinions and reason but don't be so critical that you go in with a negative mind already which will further that objective point without looking at the good things yes so i went in very just non-judgmental and i had a good time 
And I was like, you know what? This was my favorite episode out of all of them. And I'm glad that it had some sort of enjoyable ending at, you know, even if not everything happened that I liked, I thought a lot of it was good and it had good action. And Boba actually was a badass in a, a lot of ways. And I was happy with it. So I, I feel like people need to do that. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking back to that line in Empire. Um, when Luke goes into the cave and he's like, what's in there? And Yoda says, only what you take with you, right? Yeah, and it's the issue, the issue of expectations where you build shit up in your head uh, yeah. or you, you already have a preconceived notion of what something should be. And it happened with the sequels as well. It happens It happens with every, yeah, everything Star Wars. It happens with everything. But, um, but yeah, this is just such a deep fan base yeah. and fandom that, I mean, it spans, what, 50 years basically? Yeah. Like it's I mean, it's so much lore, so much uh different pieces of media, books, games. Everybody has expectations for what something is going to be because these things get so overhyped. How many countless fucking YouTube videos come out theorizing things? You're left with nothing but speculation instead of just being like going in blind and be like, "Okay, like I'm ready to enjoy what I'm about to see." There was no to me there was no at least to me, I don't know about you, no indication of a season two at the end of this. Like there wasn't any hanging threads. That, that was it... that was a big issue of mine. I really wanted some sort of cliffhanger. Mm. And I thought Kira would have been the perfect thing for that. If Cad Bane, that little beacon going off, mm-hmm. was getting sent to her. And then she's like, all right, now we got to bring in the big guns. Like we're, you know, Crimson Dawn is, is coming in to fucking take over. But even that would be the same annoying thing we're talking about, you know, about Maul showing up at the end of Silly. It's like, who is this fucking lady? We don't know. It's like, oh, but the but if it do... was explained, but if it was explained in yeah, some way, they like, wouldn't, you know, <laughs> showing that it was Crimson Dawn, another syndicate, and she yeah. was actually the one who's behind everything. But like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, so what are you saying? You say this episode is your favorite one? Yes. So and, I'm gonna take and, and I remember what I said. I said the most enjoyable to me for what the book of Boba Fett was supposed to be with the story of Boba Fett, not the best episode made, which right. I would say was honestly, I would say it was episode five. Yeah, that was very well made. Even more so than yeah. the the Luke one was very well made. Luke one was impressive with the effects, but the yeah. story and everything like that, I would say the best one was five. Yeah, 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 I agree. The the it, like taking five and six out of the equation, which is basically what you're doing, right? With yeah. Out, my favorite one for sure was number two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Two was two was really second strong. favorite. True yeah. is when I when I thought the show was like really really good, and. Yeah. Uh, that the train sequence, I think the train sequence looks more expensive. I really than liked the, the train finale. sequence. Um, uh, I don't know. The Rancor probably did. I mean, that and the yeah. robots, the droids. Yeah, yeah, but with like, I'm lot. talking about like the, you know, the fucking street block that they use for everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, but I, I like the train sequence. I like that episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I assume this story is going to get picked up by Mando season three. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what the point is of making a spinoff if it's not really a spinoff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just continuing the same story, but using different points of views at, at different moments. Um, I don't feel like I care about Boba Fett that much more than I did before, which I didn't at all. Um, I've, I mean, I, 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 I get him. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I feel like the character is a little bit still a little bit too fanny, if that makes sense. Fanny, yeah. No, like a fa- like a fan favorite. Like he he's a fa- an action figure for me, right? Still, mm-hmm. I don't I don't get him as a psychological being that much. Um, I, I don't know if it's Tim or what, but yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you, as a fan of the Fet? I think Tamara Morrison overall does a good job of being Boba Fett. I just don't want them to take all of the character away to put in the Maori stuff to, to appease Tamara Morrison. I think he needs to be more accepting of Boba as a already established character. And 
there was some things that he did that were really cool. And I think he's great for the role and other things. I think like, Oh my God, like how many times I'm screaming at the, the TV for him to put his helmet back on. Cause he, you just look at the difference in the scenes where he has the helmet on and when he takes yeah. it off and it's like yeah. a different character. It's like his mystique and his badassness and his just everything, his credibility as a character and the, the legend of Boba Fett and like all that goes away when he takes the helmet off. And it's not anything against Tamara Morrison. It's just the helmet has power. Not not only for Boba, but let's say if if Mando did the same shit, it would be the same thing. That helmet with that T-shaped visor, it has this mystique about it, this curious, I don't know what it is. It's just this electric thing where you're so transfixed on this character, at least for me. And I know a lot of people. And I just think they vastly underutilize that power. Do you think Cub banned is Snoke? <laughs> could you fucking imagine? He's getting. I would. I got inputs and shit, bro. I would never watch Star Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> I made Snoke. Really? Yeah, yeah. Instead of imagine if Cub Van was in the fucking thing, and instead of the guy with the submarine, <laughs> you have Palpatine there, like he's yeah. making Snoke <laughs> in, a <laughs> in a cauldron. In a cauldron. It is like babbling Sith shit. <laughs> oh, ridiculous, bro. Oh man. All right, well, guys. Uh, people, it's been a fun people. ride. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. Uh, let us know what you think about this this episode, this show. Uh, I I feel like this is this is more, I guess, less universally loved as Mando is. So yeah. I feel like th- this probably has more strong opinions uh, yep. from the, from everyone. Um, yeah. But we're very curious. Please uh, let us know. And let us Give know us. what you think. We'll be back with. Uh, we got our episode nine discussion. Oh my we have to finish. Lord. We have to finish the episodic uh, content. That's, That's right. The, the final one, and then yeah. uh, we'll probably get some guest appearances on our podcast that we have lined up. Yes. Um, so stay tuned. And may the force be with you. Always. Thank you.